Welcome to Banter, music talk by the people, for the people. I'm Rohan Anand. And I'm Matt Gray. And we're excited to be here for episode 7. We are finally back. And guess what? Not just new music today, but new equipment. equipment. Did you hear that crisp P? Do you hear that well, tri we'll, we'll know when this is recording. When this recording's over. But the thing is, we we have we have our our headphones in. And we need to post a picture of ourselves doing the episodes that you know that we we're the real shit right now. Right, we feel legitimate. Yeah, we have we have these big things in front of our faces to condense out any T's and P's that we say. You might notice it's not popping in your radio right now. Right. You're welcome. And we also have some exciting uh, information for our guests once they start to come on board and we can just set up a microphone no longer have to do it ghetto style yeah yeah we have the exact same microphone that but rohan and i are speaking from whence yes from from this wait i'm not a gram i'm not a grammar uh expert but hey we're all excited about this so before we begin with our core episode as always we can start off with new Music. Oh my gosh! So we have we have quite the episode today. Uh, we have so it's been it's to quote the band Stained, one of our favorites. Uh, it has been a while since we've done this. So uh, this week's playlist is thirty-seven songs, I think it is. Oh my goodness! So uh, just hold on to your seats, gear up, buckle those seatbelts up, and uh, here we go. So uh, Shanae Twain, you may Ooh. have heard of her. Uh, those, not the boots are made for walking. Uh, whose bed has the boots been under? Yes. Well, uh, one of her popular songs, uh, along with Any Man of Mine, back in the night. She was a real 90s gem. Oh, yeah. But she's back now, and uh, she's left country music and said sayonara to it, and said, hola. I guess, I guess country music don't impress her much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, she's got a new song out called Life's About to Get Good. Uh, probably about a midlife crisis. I don't know. They say 50 is a new 27. So go get them, Shanae. It's a, actually a really catchy song. I was very surprised by it. So, um, Lord, if Lorde, Lordy just released a new album that is uh, very good. I thought it was a very mature album. I liked it a lot more than Pure Heroin. Hair, excuse me, not hair. You and hair. Whoa, hair. God, I, this is. I've lost it. Uh, Lord's new album, uh, Melodrama, I put the song Sober on there. It's one of my favorites off the album. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the songs by now. If not, it's on the internets. Uh, next, we have to talk about DJ Khaled. Another one, another one. Well, he released another new album, and it is just riddled with guest appearances. Um, the album has uh, his baby on the cover. He's very obsessed with his new son lately. Uh, I put the song on here called Wild Thoughts. It's featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller, a very soulful R&B singer. Uh, kind of reminds me of The weekend before The weekend turned into, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Oof. I guess The weekend's The Clash now. Whatever, it's fine. Um, so the song Wild Thoughts uh, on the new album, check it out. I'm sure you've heard 8 million of the songs. Um, I'm the One with Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper and Quavo. From- Which one do you like more? I'm the One? Or I, I think Wild Thoughts I like better. I'm getting kind of tired of I'm the one. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really over the Bieber train right now. I'm just very over the Bieber train. We talked about that in F6. Including Despacito? 
I will never be tired of Despacito, but it has nothing to do with the beeps. It has everything to do with Dad the Junkie. That's true. Y Louis Fancy. Precisamente. Okay. Uh, so, Queens of the Stone Age are coming out with a new album soon. Um, the song I picked was The Way You Used to Do, the first single they released off the upcoming album. Uh, Arcade Fire released a new song called Creature Comfort, and it is a very uncomfortable song lyrically. It's about. Um, People contemplating suicide and uh, the kind of the state of the country that we're in right now and kind of all the dissonance going on, but it sounds really great. I really like the uh, the the music in it, and uh, a lot of people were hate. They were talking smack about the song because they said it didn't fit Arcade Fire style. But how do you really define a band style that has twelve people in it? Yeah. So I I like it personally. Uh, you can check it out. Um, the Killers came back with a new song. They've got a new album that's going to be coming out. The song's called The Man. And at first I hated the song because I thought it was, they were taking themselves seriously because it's all about like male hubris. Right. Like, I'm the man, blah, 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 blah. But also that seems like it's kind of an affront to Alan Mack though, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, they're actually making fun of um, like these elevated male egos that are running about in the... Uh, we're uh, trying to run our the ovular office right now. So yeah. uh, the man is a. Now that I know what it's about, um, it's uh, it's it's on the playlist. It's good. I like the Killers. There's always going to be a place in my heart for the Killers. Uh, I also threw another song on here off uh, DJ Khaled's new album. Um, I love you so much because it has Chance the Rapper on it, and anything Chance the Rapper puts out, I'm going to put on this playlist because I really like the guy. Yeah. Um, I put on Summer Body by The Dream. Uh, he's got a new album coming out as well. There's a lot of people coming out with new albums. You gotta keep those ears going right now. It's been a good summer. It has been a great summer. This summer will not hurt like a motherfucker, Marin 5. Oh. It won't. Even if we've got finals coming up in a week. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. We here for the music. Uh, so the song's called Summer Body, and I, I like the dream. I, the, the content on this song's a little bit silly. It's, uh, it's about lusting after someone whose summer body you think is looking pretty nice. So, summer body by The Dream. Uh, Chaim just came out with a new album, and oh my god, it is so great. Orgasmic. Um, I, I just absolutely ate that album up when it came out. Um, I, I've, I think I've put a few songs. My favorite one that I put on here was Nothing's Wrong. I mean, they just are straight up blues guitar and just, oh, they just killed it. I, I just can't say enough about this album. Uh, I, I put a little of your love on here too. That's the single off the album. Uh, so check that album out for sure. Uh, Manchester Orchestra has a new song out called The Alien. They have a new album coming out as well. One of my personal favorites. Uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs of all time is Simple Math. Uh, this will be the follow-up album to that album. This is called The Alien uh, coming out eventually. Uh, I'm just going to kind of skip over these as I want. Uh, I Love You So Bad by Laney. This is a song that's been out for like four years now, but they finally released the album. It was just an EP, so good for them. Lonnie, Laney, Lonnie, I think. Lana! So uh, check that song out. Uh, the National just came out with a new song called Guilty Party off an upcoming album. Uh, TLC just released their final album ever. Really? They call it their final album, but a band from the 90s releasing a song in 2017, you know, you get a little suspicious. But. Right. Uh, I put this song on here called Way Back. It's actually, the album's actually pretty good. 
uh, surprisingly. Um, is there any theme to it? Is it just uh, like a reminiscent type of? Uh, there, it's all over the place. I, I didn't. The content's not really there. It's more of the, the just the nostalgia and listening the, to the it. allure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check the album out. Um, it's got a couple bangers on there, and it's got Snoop Dogg. In it's there. got Snoop. Yeah, the song's got Snoop Dogg on it. And then that's going to bring us to the uh, main talking point that we need to get to is that uh, Kesha is coming out with a new album. Oh my gosh! I mean, she she gave us a little teaser this past week, and you know it was interesting. If you don't mind me doing a little digression here, oh please, she, she could have come out with something kind of cheese poppy, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, typical Kesha style, like thinking you know two thousand nine Kesha, where it's like. You know, I'm gonna wake up and brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Yeah. Tonight we're gonna die young. It wasn't like that. It was actually really raw. Yeah. Now she's brushing her teeth with a bottle of Chardonnay. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe next year it'll be a bottle of cognac. I mean, you know. She's working her way up. She's working. But no, her I, way I, just, I wanted to second that. It's a very intimate song about her past tumultuous five years of dealing with this court case and the sexual assault and all this and the eating disorder and the eating disorder and it's just all kind of bringing it back twofold into not even twofold fivefold tenfold right many many folds you know it's too bad that Kesha well our last episode of banter was about artists who've made a comeback right and so you know maybe when we do the version two of that Kesha could firmly get a, a slot on that yeah and we got it we got to see that tour for Bow show yes uh, and speaking of tours I apologize we didn't actually make it to the uh, Pitbull and Enrique concert. We, you read my mind. I was I was about to make an announcement. Yeah, we, we we said that we were going to go to that concert and do a live episode, and uh, we were waiting to see if tickets were going to get cheaper because we thought for sure this t- this concert's not going to sell out. Right, and uh, by the time we were ready to commit, the price had gone up to one seventy. Yeah, little cheap ass Matt over here was like, "I'm not going to pay forty dollars to see Pitbull." <laughs> Well, it, in fairness, I think that we can say at least uh, the people of Dallas re- respect Pitbull and Enrique so much uh, that they're willing to pay premium, so uh, we're proud of what? that. I told him I wasn't going to give him everything tonight. <laughs> right. We can't give you $170 Pitbull, not for banter, Ugh. not for you either, Pitbull, personally. I mean, but then again, that probably would have been the shittiest recording because we would have been A, wasted, and B, yeah. too excited, and C, just using what snapchat to record? it would have just been a voice memo of just us talking about the show we can't play bits of this song on here because i i'm i'm sure pitbull has just a plethora of pitbull lawyers right ready to sue little small podcasts like yes yeah, and two broke mba students but. exactly so uh anyway mia culpa we will we will do that for a concert we'll keep our eyes open for a, a banter favorite and we'll We'll try to make it happen. Exactly. Maybe Bleachers comes. Oh yeah, they've made their way into the Bleacher or to the Banter VIP list or Hall of Fame. Just yeah, bands we think that are awesome. Although Jack Abramoff and Lena Dunham have hit my shit list this week for <sighs> returning their rescue dog to the pound for Ooh. whatever reason. Oh. But we don't need to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. I still like you Bleachers, but don't don't get Lena Dunham. Yeah. I like girls, but my goodness, that, that lady. Woof! Yeah. She's a little cry cry. She's cray. If she's a rapper, she'd be a little cry cry. Okay, oh, it's a little cry cry. Okay. Uh, so that was Kesha's new song. Uh, Jennifer Lopez just came out with a new single called Nito Nio. Nito Nio. It's actually really good. It's good. I like nice. it a lot. It's a nice little Spanish song. Yeah. I'd say it's my new favorite uh, reggaeton. 
tune. Yeah. I want salsa to it. Yeah. I do. Sue me. Um, this next one actually hurt me to put on here, but I have to uh, because I it's it's my duty to the listeners, and uh, it's so, ugh, sweat by the all American reach ass. Okay. <laughs> Explain and elaborate. So they have gone full EDM now. How there, fitting for this podcast. There's, there's not once a guitar in the song. Not once. So they've rejected the guitar. That's yeah. very all-American to reject. <laughs> their, their bodies have literally taken in the guitar and said, nay. So are they doing like a reverse Calvin Harris? Yeah, they, they've, they've gone backwards in talent. <laughs> and it's, oh, this, song is, this song is just... I, I, I think I've said this before. Like Songs about making people sweaty because of romance... It just does not appeal to my ears. So the Snoop Dogg song that's like, I want to make you sweat. I just want to make you sweat. Is that David, David Guetta? Yep. Yeah, not for me. Mm-mm. Turn on the air conditioner. It's, it's 100 damn degrees outside. <laughs> Turn on the air conditioner. So this this song about sweat is just straight up EDM. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly couldn't listen to the whole song, so I couldn't tell you if there, if there was some overarching theme I missed. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I gave it about 30 seconds before I had to stop. Right. Uh, and there's two songs on this uh, singles release that they just did, and the second one's like a shitty piano-y EDM song. I, no, no. Yeah. I don't like where they're going. Right. What they're doing, they need to do the opposite. Go back to Swing Swing, All American Rejects, and knock this shit off. Exactly. So, uh, moving on, Rye, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, just released uh, two new songs. I put on Summer Days. It's like a very laid back um electro um not electro i don't want to say electro it's very like chill uh you just gotta listen to it it's really good right um let's see uh coldplay released a new single produced by brian eno uh one of the popular uh atmospheric ethereal producers out there slash artists uh its song is okay okay it's it's okay I would not, um, I would probably not listen to it again. Uh, moving on, a new band that I just found that I really like is called, I, I'm probably going to butcher this, but they're out of England. It's called Sundara Karma, and they remind me a lot of the 1975 hmm. and uh, Kings of Leonie, just kind of, just good, just good old pop rock. Yeah. Just pop rock. Pop rock. Put the song Vivienne on here. It's pretty good. Pretty it's good. a good name for a song. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I'm just going to hit a couple more highlights here. Uh, Toro y Moi just came out with a new album called uh, Boo Boo. And uh, I put the song Girl Like You on here. It's one of my favorite songs of this year. Um, I'm going to stop it there. Okay. Check out the playlist. I've talked long enough about this. So uh, I do like that song, All My Love, that you put on there. The one with Cash Cash and Connor Miller. Oh, I knew you'd... I put the Cash Cash on there. I, I knew you'd nibble for that one. I know, right? They're... they're Basically, a leopard doesn't change its stripes. No. So. <clears throat> All right, and with that, we are done with new music. Okay. Keep that one shorter. So today's episode, in homage to our new equipment, is about electronic and electronica music. There are a lot of different ways you can slice up the genre. There's house. There's uh, discotheque. There's pop. Uh, there's techno trance. And then there's the electronic dance music that's become so popular in the United States, especially in most recent years. 
The funny thing about electronic music is that it's actually not as recent as most people think it may be. It actually started as late as the late 19th century, in fact. Uh, a lot of it was oriented in how people took instruments and were able to use those instruments to create sounds largely before we had the recording equipment or any sort of technology that would enable them to make any differentiation okay. in how it sounded. Yeah. And so it gained a little bit more popularity in the 1920s and 1930s, but I think that it really started to pick up speed in the 1970s. And that's kind of what made it more mainstream because when we were able to see, and we've talked about this a lot in banter, especially the earlier episodes where we did our overview of the different centuries, uh, in, in the 70s when you had a lot of different type of funky indie uh, people that came from, you know, just kind of a more subtle or subdued background that were starting to bring some of their talents together, mm -hmm. uh, that's when people were able to kind of understand that, oh, there's something about this that's a little bit more liberating, a little bit more freeing. Uh, and then it became popular. And we still listen to songs these days that have that kind of melody to it. Right. And then things really just started to take off in the 1990s with the... Uh, you know, the dance dance revolution and then people yeah. just popping Molly at the clubs and, you know, ecstasy was, was everything. The, the, yeah, that 90s dance wave. Yeah. In the early 2000s, I think that EDM was born. Uh, so where, who's like the, who's, as much, I, I, I fucking hate EDM, dude. Yeah. I, uh, let me say that again. I don't listen to it sitting down on yeah. purpose. If I'm out and about, you know, at the Whole Foods, getting my groceries, mm -hmm. an EDM song comes on, I'm buying pasta, mm -hmm. I'm shaking my butt now, mm -hmm. where'd this come from? Right. That's my EDM experience. Do you Who remember started about, it? So, I think that the, I think that in my biased opinion, the best DJ that's out there is DJ Tiesto. Okay. He's a Dutch producer mm -hmm. that's based out of Holland, uh, and he has actually been around since the 1990s. Uh, he issues a podcast every week. Is he from the nineties? Yeah, and he's still. He's that old. Oh yeah, he's still out and alive today. I mean, you know, he he releases good music every year, but he also just has these connections with all different types of artists around the world, uh, such to the point where he's able to take a Coldplay song like "Sky Full of Stars," for instance, mm -hmm. and remix it into something that's you know actually like a little church sounding in a way, but yeah. it is it is brilliant. Um, and I think that the appreciation of that genre is global. Uh, again, something I've said on Banter before. And so I think that because people from Latin America or India or Australia, all the way back to really where its roots came from, which is Northern Europe, specifically mm -hmm. referring to like Scandinavia or uh, Belgium or um, the Netherlands, mm -hmm. uh, all the way to the United States, you know, with people going to ultra music festival in Miami or going to, uh, you know, the smaller festivals like Coachella or even, um, you know, something more mainstream like going to uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago. You know, mm -hmm. that's where you'll have like a David Guetta or a Calvin Harris or even an Ellie Golding who kind of play in that same field. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as how it kind of crept into our uh, you know, our regular daily lives. I mean, I think the fact that people find it fast-paced mm -hmm. is, is what draws them in. The fact that it's really loud, it's really easy to listen to, um, it's really easy to incorporate into parts of your life, like when you're studying or when you're driving mm -hmm. or when you're working out. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just has application. You know, you can't really work out to classical music. You can't really work out to jazz. 
but you can definitely you know do jumping jacks to Avicii. So I think that's kind of how it, it became more popular, just in a very in a very like broken down manner. But okay. that's that's my interpretation. So electronic music, I guess, would have come from this. Let's say the seven. So so the Beatles probably were at the forefront and I, I know someone out there is probably probably some redditor out there is going to just call me out on this one but whatever I'm going with it probably the Beatles were on the forefront of this just using more electric sounds in their music right followed by all that 70s yep stuff and then you know the synthesizer came out in the 70s yep and you know Giorgio Morador mm-hmm. Morador however you say his name yep Morador I think uh, was at the forefront of that and uh, they found that if you Tied in the synthesizer to a click track, you know, just that's how they keep the beat. Just tip, 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 tip. Uh, if they tied that into the synthesizer, they could all of a sudden start modulating sounds, mm-hmm. so that they could make the the sounds do like syncopated rhythms, like and all yeah. they do is press one key, and then they'd have that, mm-hmm. and they could start layering things on top of that. So I I I guess I uh, I, I see where where that started coming into play, but then you started started to see what's your experience with like the the lesser known electronic musics like the I guess more of your your house and your mm-hmm. you know what I don't I'm not that intimate with electronic music sure. there's house trance I don't know the difference between yeah these. yeah definitely that so monster called dubstep that yeah terrorized yeah. us a couple of years ago oh goodness um well yeah they're definitely uh different subgenres of right. the entire genre in and of itself um, house music, in my opinion, is a little bit more mellow. It's a little bit more, um, like the tracks are not going to be three minutes. They're generally going to be five to eight minutes. Oh, wow. um, or they could just be remixed into some sort of a longer set so mm-hmm. that the songs um, over time change. But they're really, that's why they're actually really good for like a lounge or for like a club before yeah. it gets really busy or, you know, people just kind of like to listen to it in their house while they're cooking because basically it's more of a gradual build up mm-hmm. or it could be better for like when you're chilling at home and you have a couple friends over having drinks or, uh, you know, let's, you know, banters is obviously marijuana positive. You're, you're, you're smoking sure. a blunt. You don't want anything that's going to be too over the top. Right. Um, it's often not meant to be stuff that you dance to. It's more like you just kind of bang your head to while you're chilling with your friends. Um, but I think that's kind of how I would characterize house music. Okay. Um, but sometimes the name can be muddled a bit. And sometimes it's better for an artist to say, oh, you know, I'm a house DJ. But in reality, when they're going to go play a set, they're actually going to play songs that people want to dance to and, you know, to rock out to. So right. that's where it gets confusing. But these house songs, these transier, you know, lower key songs, would that be more popular over in Europe? Yeah. At clubs there? Is that something? Yeah. I've heard of this German place called, what is it, Bergdahl? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell to me. It's like some underground, I read an article in it. Gosh, I think it was Consequence of Sound or Rolling Stone or something like that. I wrote this article about the bouncer. Okay. It's like this famous German, like, you're, it's like a fetish. Every once a month, it started out as a, a like a, a fetish club, and then okay. it transformed into like this the mecca of house music in okay. Germany, but like deep underground house. Interesting. They had all these famous people play there. Okay. But then once a month, they still do these fetish parties. Is this in Berlin? 
It's in Berlin. Yeah, I think I, I actually have heard of this. I, 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 Bergdahl. No, that's, that's not Bergdahl. Bergdahl's the damn guy from... That's <laughs> the deserter for... Remember season two of Serial? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm a dumbass. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to come Bergain back. Bergain or something? Yeah, yeah it could Bergain. be. It could be. Like, um, <laughs> like a jackass. So, so, I think the genre you're referring to is called trance. And trance. trance is, like, extremely fast, mm-hmm. like, the dubstep type you're talking about. You have to probably be on drugs in order to really reach right. that. But it's like... It's just kind of like Sandstorm that. is trance? Yeah, Sandstorm is, I would consider trance. It's just like, you know... Well, you can't really dance to that. It's too fast. Unless you're a specialized dancer. Like, you know, you got the raver, or you got, like, right. you know, yeah. that Asian in high school who, like, just, like, knew how to, like, take his keys and was just, like, you know, break dancing. Yeah, like the, the, the like, Dance Dance Revolution. Exactly. I can't dance that fast. No, no one these can. Little, these little white pods aren't great. My little feet are kind of are there and shaking that fast. Right, exactly. Um, my, my two left feet just just fail me. No sir. Hardcore, but um, I think that in Europe that genre has much more appreciation. Uh-huh. Um, I remember back in two thousand six when my cousin from India, who's big into this genre, uh, came to visit the U.S. He kind of got me onto all these podcasts like Trans Tuesday or onto the Auburn Van Buren podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ministry of Sound is also another big one. Ministry of Sound actually. Uh, started a lot of clubs in Asia, for instance. Oh, cool. They started it in Delhi. They started it in Singapore. Uh, and I think that it really appealed. I'm, I'm talking like mid-2000s. Appealed to a really um, broad uh, tastes of people. Yeah. Uh, and I remember just going to college and, you know, starting my freshman year at Notre Dame. You know, I would find friends like, you know, from Kansas City, Missouri, who, who like, would, would say, you know, these, these guys that are just from, like, you know, Republican, you know, backgrounds that just absolutely adore uh you know random artists like are, like are republicans allowed to like music that's not country <laughs> i think they make exceptions when they when they leave to to go out of state when they're not around each other <laughs> yeah they get a, they get a free pass okay. a free, um a free pass free pass um i think that the other thing that i learned is that a lot of artists in this uh in this field uh take a lot of good songs that are used or that were from earlier generations uh-huh. uh, and do some sort of really cool service to them and remix them. Uh, like, so Kygo does a lot of that, right? Exactly. I remember his Sexual Healing is one of my favorite, right. I guess, remixes of a song. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what does he fall in? He's, so it seems like the trend lately in, I don't know if this is fair to say EDM, but in, you know, pop music that's I would call electronic on the radio now it seems to be mm-hmm. you know slowing down a bit well not slowing down per se in uh, in speed but like they're toning they're toning it down a, a hair you know like yeah. it's not just in your face it's like Kygo he's more like yeah and then uh, he's got a signature like it's it's almost like he's playing a xylophone exactly and know? then uh, and Calvin Harris as we've talked about he yeah. just released uh, Bounce Waves Volume 2 right or Volume 1 excuse me it's a phenomenal album but right. he's going more Mark Ronson now so right Skrillex's MO is kind of like it almost feels like you are like having a heart attack uh, but you know I, that Kygo point is very interesting to me. I feel like you see a lot of artists that did start or bands that did start off in that kind of fashion uh-huh. have had to differentiate. That's why Calvin Harris, for example, is going into a little bit more of an alternative rap uh, uh, pathway because yeah. it's so easy. Like the barriers to enter are really low for someone like 
Connor Maynard or Cash Cash or uh, you know an Avicii to just kind of step the in. Chain fucking smokers. Right. Exactly. Uh, I think a great example of this is Daft Punk, right? Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Back in the '90s, they were the ones that came out with, uh, you know, the the ones that we know pretty well, like sure. "One More Time" or mm-hmm. you know, "The World Is Round." And mm-hmm. uh, then look at how long time passed before they came out with the next album. It was, I think, 2007 was the last time that they released one. That's when they did the whole Kanye. Sure, they, they had a live 2007. Yeah, awesome. and then and then the next time they came out with the song was 2013, which is when they came out with "Up All Night to Get Lucky." Yeah, the the their return album right um and that access memory exactly and you know they had some songs in that album that were still kind of true to their old Mm -hmm. approach uh but i think that you know get lucky for instance was basically the the top 40 one that everyone knew right and people now kind of may affiliate daft punk with a little bit of a different style because of that sure so i think that's just something to to be mindful of, I guess, because yeah. we move, like, you know, will Kygo eventually start, you know, working with Rihanna, and, yeah. and you know, they come up with something, you know, uber sexy. We love Riri here at, at Banter. And it's, it's funny, Daft Punk's kind of like the gods of electronic music, and they've, they've, you know, it's just funny how influential they are, but it, electronic music, it seems to be less about the touring and more about just the content. Right. I think that you'll find that the type of people that appreciate electronic music tend to be pretty benign. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, if you try to edge your way to the top of, you know, the at the very front of the packed audience, you're going to get death threats because, you know, they don't want you to kill their buzz or kill their vibe. Sure. But, um, you know, I think that the thing that global DJs appreciate, and I'm just putting myself in their shoes, but they appreciate the reception that they get from listeners all over the world. Right. Uh, and the advent of SoundCloud and podcasts and all media forms have honestly been very uh, conducive for them to be able to get their work out there. Yeah, and I think it's, it's really cool that they, uh, they, they do these podcasts where they just have the live, the live uh, what, do you, what do I call them, a DJ? The live Not sets. a DJ, but the artists. Yeah. And they're, they're just making live beats right, right. away. I mean, granted, some of these guys don't even play instruments, but no. it still takes talent to be able to put this together. I mean, right. anybody that's that says it takes no talent has never opened whatever software you want to use. Yeah. Uh, you know, Livewire, right. Reason, um, right. Ableton Live, and right. said, all right, let's go. Yeah. Make me something. And don't say GarageBand. Right. Get out of here with GarageBand. No, everyone deletes GarageBand oh, off their gross. phones. And yeah, I'll have those two gigs back, please, Macintosh. Exactly. That would be great. In yeah. fact, I love how I, you know, when I sort it, I'm like, oh, it's GarageBand that's causing this issue. Um, you know, to, to give you an example, I think that a few years ago, a lot of these artists were getting shit for putting their music up on SoundCloud and said, free download all you have to do is go like my facebook page Mm -hmm. and then you know people get a song but think about how it's actually worked in so many other different ways did you know you know steve aoki right sure he's actually the son of rocky aoki rocky aoki from benihana he's the son of rocky aoki really no shit he i mean if you think about it you know we we just had a case on on this rocky aoki guy with benihana uh you know you know his son could have basically just uh, you know, Benny Hanna for the rest of his life. It precisely, or just been a deadbeat, but you know, he turned out to be a you know a globally famous artist. Uh, but if you think about it, someone like Steve Aoki 
think about how they managed to get uh, you know something with Kid Cudi and came up with Pursuit of Happiness together. The two of them just Can like you produced that song together. Yeah. Well, a remix of it, okay. but the remix version is honestly something. That, oh, that remix. Yeah. It's like, I, okay, I know that version. That's when you scream out "fuck that" like thirty times. I'm screaming out, but. But yeah. Okay, I know the version. Exactly. I know what you're talking about. So maybe it's a way for them to kind of get that that recognition with the big guys. So I would say that Daft Punk then probably, if I'm looking back to the 90s, thinking about who would have kind of ushered in the mainstream Mm -hmm. electronic music. Um, Because, you know, you had all these, like, I don't know, 90s shit. Yeah, like Eiffel 65, you know. Sure. Uh, Jumblewamba. Jumblewamba, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Daft Punk made it more, I don't know, it was more, it was really good music and they made all the instrument sounds and they, they were just, and they're so low key and didn't really, they're just, and they're robots, which right. is fun. That's, that's the cool part about I mean, it. They're right? not robots, but they, their persona is robots. And right. Um, another thing that I think really helped everything was music videos. Sure. Uh, when YouTube and Vimeo came big, think about Eric Prids with uh, Call On oh, Me. Call On Me, what a monster hit. Everyone knows Call On Me, not just for the song. I mean, it's... Well, also, it, there are, what, seven words in the entire song? Sure. But also, it's the music video, Yeah, that right? overtly sexualized yeah. exercise, it's, it's, jazzercise class. It's absurd. And to think about it, um, that's actually over 12 years old now. Is it? Oh, shit. Yeah, that song came out when we were in high school. Uh, and you know Eric Prince hasn't done a whole lot of other stuff since then I mean I think that he kind of just you know made it big with, with Call On Me but um, you know I think that also helped you know artists as well is just being able to visualize the work that they're doing because the, the song itself is just a it's, it's a remake of Valerie by Steve Winwood it's really not like all that musically or lyrically genius but it's the way in which he he used a synthesizer and then from there marketers are basically able to come up with this like you know this music video that people use to just kind of like show a bunch of people in 80s gym gear but like beautiful bodies and just yeah, yeah very overtly sexual uh, yeah that's that's interesting so okay um uh, so we we're so where did this dubstep thing come from i gotta i gotta ask it just seems like it <laughs> came and went is it is it dead is dubstep dead? I don't hear about it a lot anymore because Thank God. Because I think that every song that comes out anyway I mean, let's be honest, every other Pitbull song is also just kind of about cheese pop. Well, because you notice like every song in from what did we say, two thousand seven to two thousand twelve ish was kinda of dubstepy. Yeah. And now Big it's time. Uh, it's every song is reggaeton. <laughs> Yeah, every song is very time. But, you know, I think that we're, we're starting to show a lot more appreciation for bands like The Bleachers or uh, for Arizona or for, you know, a lot of the bands that we cover on, on banter, really. Sure. You know, people are actually paying attention to what the 1975 is. Yeah. And it makes me so much happier because I'm like, finally, we're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the biggest proponents of, of dance music just simply because it helps me sleep. Yeah. Like, very random weird fact about me. Uh but also just because, you know, I kind of grew up listening to it. But I think that we need variety in our musical taste. We yeah. can't just be stuck up on listening to, you know, nothing but Calvin and Cash Cash and, yeah. you know, all the artists. Yeah, I, I, there's some electronic indie artists that I like a lot, like Air mm-hmm. or um, Todd Terje or yeah. uh, Blue Hawaii, bands like that. They're yeah. just 
uh, some of them are more ethereal and just kind of sounds, but right. Some of it's got a little. It just takes a while to build up to it, but right. Know, we'll, we'll, we'll think, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that the other thing about people like you and I too, we don't go to clubs. No. If, you know, when you were abroad and when I was abroad, we did go to clubs, right? In Colombia, I went to clubs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because uh, they just do clubbing so much better out there. Yeah, I'm not into like the whole. I, I just the thought of having to wait in the line. It's and terrible. Take a cover and deal with the bouncer and I just yeah. I don't care. See, in in Europe, it was it was crazy to me because I was I just had this revelation um in estonia of all places you think estonia just castles everywhere but when you go out at night you you're kind of walking around different bars and different streets and you just see what a club is like in there and it's so accessible you don't have to pay cover you don't have to dress up people aren't pretentious they aren't assholes you go in there and they make it inviting so much that you want to dance and spill drinks on yourself and make yourself an idiot Mm -hmm. um but the music is like playing like you know the uh the type of stuff like I wanna know, I wanna know. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. you got me hooked on that one. Yeah, I mean, like it's a, uh, it's like who sings that song? It's um for the listeners. I have it. I have it on. Uh, you can look it up. One of my yoga playlists for tomorrow. It's uh, give me just one second. Um, hold the mustard. I'm almost there. Um, it is. It's Alesso. Alesso, Nico, and Vince. Uh, but, like, it is, it, you know, it, it's a song that makes you think of going out in, in Europe and clubbing in Europe. And yeah. um, a lot of people will go to a foreign country to, like, study abroad or go on a trip and not like that kind of music, but then they remember the club experience that they had. That was yeah. actually really fun. Yeah, and you, were, you bring that music back with you. We fucked it up here in the U.S. We dropped the ball. I don't know what happened here in the U.S. It seems like it used to be better, and then yeah, it's like we just all turn into douchebags. Right. I, I don't want to. I just don't want to be around douchebags. I think that's my problem. But there's some there's some fun. You have to go to more indie clubs like yeah. it'll do here in Dallas. It's exactly. a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, just, you're not going to smell a bunch of Persians wearing cologne, like too much cologne, and sure. bombing themselves, it's, or attitudes. It's like uh, American spirits and fun, you know? It's just, right. Yeah, right. there might be that hipster scoffing in the corner, but... You're not going to see a knife fight. Guess what? They're going to they're gonna drink their PBRs and talk about you quietly to themselves, and you're never going to know about it. Exactly. It's they're just great. jealous by, you know, the fact that you have a little extra confidence to go out there and dance. Yeah, like just the fist bump bravado... Let's blow some steam into the air, water cannon yeah. clubs. Uh. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, just kind of to wrap this up, I, I believe that the genre itself is changing. It sure. is evolving. Yeah, well, give us your predictions. Um, I do believe that the EDM market is dying, and we do have a banter episode coming up on that at some point where we're going to talk about the death of EDM. Um, I think that the I, I just think that there's there's not a whole lot of direction in which it can go um, but that's also just simply because you know the fact that people are always going to be wanting to know what's next mm-hmm. and there's only so many times where you're going to listen to like right or wait for the beat to drop and then the beat drops and then what happens next and then you're just left alone with your thoughts oh, yeah um, I, I think that we are on the uh, I think that we're on the downward slope of you know everything becoming uber technoized because um, 
I firmly believe that we are becoming a lot more blended. There's now country mixing with pop, techno mixing with country. Um, you know, there's. I, I just think that the way music is going to go, it's going to be completely different. Sure. So We're becoming more globalized. Yeah. Culturally and musically. Right. Which is really exciting. Exactly. So, so take that. But um, yeah, I, I definitely still love my dance music. Don't get me wrong. But and I'm growing an appreciation for it. Exactly. Despacito. We meet somewhere in the middle, I think. All right. And with that, that has been episode that. seven. That was episode seven. Thank you guys so much for listening, and let us know what you think of our new equipment. We owe you guys a huge thank you, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who donated to our Indiegogo campaign. It means the world to us. Uh, we are going to have some special guests on the show coming up. We have a lot of fun in store for banter. So, uh, And hopefully you can hear us now on these episodes. So this is, a, this is hot, hot news. So leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, and then, of course, uh, any topics or suggestions, we're always welcome to it. Sure. And with that, we'll see you next time. Signing out.